on today's episode of the podcast, we are discussing 10 signs to tell if your date has a secure attachment style. I'm Dave Glazer. I'm a personal trainer, TikTok creator, and founder of Dave Glazer Coaching. After a couple of breakups in 2017, I became obsessed with understanding relationships, the way people connect, and along this journey, I have created a life and podcast dedicated to lifelong learning and exploring how we communicate with each other through modern dating, text messaging, social media, and dating apps. This podcast brings the industry's top experts in relationship, best-selling authors, speakers, and real-life daters. We discuss the struggles, the celebrations, the fears we face, and all the wonder that relationships can bring into our lives. Please subscribe to the podcast and connect with me on Instagram and TikTok to take a candid look into modern dating. Over the last couple of weeks, we've covered the anxious and the avoidant attachment style and how they may show up on a date or early on in the relationship. And today I wanna close out this mini series with how to understand the secure attachment a little bit better and how it shows up in modern dating. Before I get into today's episode, I wanna invite two members of our community to join us for a free week trial of our private members group only coaching program. Each and every week, we meet to discuss what's coming up in your life, your own personal life, your dating life, your career, your family. Any struggles that you're facing in your life right now are open and available to talk about in this group forum. It's completely confidential, and you'll receive support with the opportunity to connect with other members in our private group communication forum. This simple coaching program has been something I've been developing for the last two or three years. And we've been receiving a lot of feedback from hundreds of graduates who have come through this program and seen a lot of personal growth, especially in the area of their relationships. Here's some recent feedback we got from our previous client, Allison from Las Vegas. She says, I really liked my time with you as a coach and our little group really helped me. I've been in a very happy, exclusive relationship now for a year and a half. We work together to grow as a team, help heal each other, and be supportive of ourselves individually. I'm so grateful for the time spent to help me prepare and be in a position for the right relationship. Thank you so much. And thank you, Allison, for submitting that feedback on your time spent in the group coaching program. It was an honor and a pleasure to guide you through understanding your attachment style, your love languages, and how to process grief a little bit more as we spent time together. So if you're looking for a little bit more support in your relationship, love life, family relationships, and want to understand yourself better, then this is the perfect fit for you. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me with any more questions you may have and click through the show notes below to apply for your spot in private group coaching today. Without further delay, let's get into today's episode about, about 10 signs to tell if your date has a secure attachment style. Let's dig in. So question one, number one that I want you to ask after a date, you're reflecting on what came up for you on the date, you're, you're reflecting on the conversation as we typically do um, after a date, just to kind of check in with our body, see what our body is trying to tell us after a date. I know that this is a routine that I've gotten myself into. Uh, it helps me remain present on the date. It helps me stay engaged in the conversation and not start to think about, oh, who is this person? Um, do I even like them? I don't want to think about those things on a first date. I want to think about those things after the first date. So here's 10 questions that you can ask yourself to kind of understand a little bit more about the person who uh, was sitting across from you from, for coffee, drinks, dinner, or lunch. More on an appropriate first date 
uh, activity later on in a future episode, but stay tuned. We're going to talk about that a lot. So question number one, I want you to ask yourself after the first date, is my date affectionate with me in appropriate ways and to an appropriate degree? A little bit of physical contact on the first date is appropriate. You know, you might reach across the table, uh, you're, you're talking about a vacation you recently had and you want to share a photo. And as you share your phone screen, your hands touch. That's an appropriate uh, way and an appropriate degree that somebody could touch somebody on a first date. Even before you're saying goodbye, you're, you're looking for that first kiss. You might touch somebody on the forearm or like uh, they share something really personal and uh, you're, you're wanting to share compassion for them. So you might put your hand on top of theirs. These are appropriate ways to touch somebody on a first date. And then getting to the end of the first date, is it, is it a peck on the cheek? Is it a full kiss on the lips? Is it a good, comfortable, uh, tight squeeze hug? However you say goodbye, does it feel appropriate for you? And that's one way to understand if your date has healthy boundaries and is coming from a secure place. If there's a sense of urgency, if there's, a, if there's almost like a, a hurrying or a fast pace to the close of the date, like, hey, do you want to come back to my place? No, thank you. It's too soon. You know, that might not be appropriate for you. It might not be an appropriate degree of physical contact for you on a first date. So that's question number one that I want you to reflect on after the first date. Question number two that I'd like you to reflect on. Does my date speak coherently and expressively? This is something that uh, is very basic. It's very simple, but it's very important. Is my date clear and uh, understanding me while I'm able to understand them? Is their conversation too fast paced? Like I can't keep up. Um, I recently went on a first date to coffee and I really couldn't get a word in. There wasn't even a single pause or a speed at which the other person was speaking that I could interject. And that was really hard for me to um, stay engaged, but also to really feel present in the moment. I was, I was really trying to keep up. And while it was coherent and it was expressive, it was actually very emotionally charged conversation for the other person, almost as if like, here's all of my statistics, here's what I'm passionate about. And when I did get the opportunity to enter, uh, to give input into the conversation, I felt cut off. I felt as if there weren't any follow-up questions being made about what I wanted to discuss. You know, things I'm passionate about like jujitsu or my daughter or upcoming travel to Seattle. None of that was explored even further. So I could feel myself being expressive and coherent on date. However, I was receiving a reflection from the other person that there was a sense of urgency of like, here's all my stuff. I, I want you to know as much as you possibly can about me so that you can make the decision, which is great. That's awesome. I definitely want to gain a lot of information and knowledge about the person that I'm on a date with. But you know what? Coming from a secure place, a securely attached place, I understand that there's going to be future opportunities for me to dig into more about who this person is. I can also understand reflecting on the date afterwards that asking myself, did I come from a secure place here? Did I understand that there's going to be other opportunities for me to ask deep questions, follow up questions, share more about myself? And, and was I able to be calm, present, regulated, and um, patient in my experience on the date? 
So that's one way that I like to reflect after a first date of like, was I being coherent and expressive? Was I withholding? Was I uh, going, was I leaning too far in? These are questions that I ask myself. And then I look for the reflection in other people after the date. Question number three, does my date think and act collaboratively? We were talking on previous episodes about how is your date being combative about meeting up? What location are you talking about? What day and time? Has it been a struggle for the two of you to act collaboratively in order to set up the first date? That's one really great way to understand if, if your date is coming from a secure place. Are they flexible in where and when and how you guys meet up? Are they firm in their boundaries of like, no, I don't think a 10.30 p.m. start time on a weeknight is an appropriate first date for me. How about we meet on Saturday morning at 11, 11 a.m. for coffee? That feels a little bit more appropriate for me. And I take that as an experience in my own life of like, say when I was using the apps and I would match with somebody and they wanted to meet that night or the first day or the first day or two that we connected on the app. That was always something that uh, really kind of pushed a boundary for me of like, okay, what is it about today? What is it about tomorrow? The sense of urgency that you're coming to the table with? What is it about that that is bumping up against a boundary for me? It may be that sense of urgency is coming from an anxious place. And does that get me in or out of my securely attached place when I approach a first date? So do they act collaboratively? Do they think of other people in addition to what their own needs are when they're planning the first date. That's one way to tell if somebody's coming from a secure place at the time of your first date. Question number four I'd like you to reflect on. Is my date a good listener? And that's really important for me to understand that I feel safe and I feel heard and seen in a relationship. Is, is my partner being a good listener? Are they asking clarifying questions? Are they engaged? Are they making eye contact? You know, body language comes into communication a whole lot more than we may think because we're all picking up on these subconscious clues throughout the engagement of the conversation. Is my, is my date a good listener? Are they curious? Are they genuinely curious about uh, the story I'm telling or what I'm sharing in the moment? And do they ask me follow-up curious questions? It's a great way to understand if somebody's a good listener and if they're showing interest as well on the date. Next question I'd like to reflect on after a first date is, are, is my date sensitive to my experience of like, hey, it's really noisy in this part of the restaurant. Would you like to move from the bar to a table? I can, I can hardly hear you. You know, I, I actually said that on a recent date. I couldn't hear what my, uh, my date said. So I asked the person to report repeat it so that I could actually hold space and, and be a little bit more sensitive to the experience that that person was talking about. You know, it was a pretty busy coffee shop. So just out of nowhere, it got really loud all of a sudden. And I was waiting for an opportunity for, uh, to request that they repeat what they just said. You know, that's me being sensitive to somebody else's experience of like, I really do want to hear what you just said. It sounded as if this was a really important thing you wanted to talk about. So that's one way to be sensitive to somebody else's experience, but also asking that follow-up question. Oh, it, it, sounds like, uh, it sounds like your last relationship ended pretty recently. Tell me a little bit more about that. Or I was reflecting on this yesterday. What's an appropriate question to ask in that moment of like, 
hey, it, it sounds like your last relationship was about six months ago. If you don't mind me asking, did you end it? Or did the other person end the relationship and why? You know, that's, that's being sensitive to somebody's experience. And it's asking an open-ended question that's not too personal. You're allowing somebody to step into the space and, and they're going to offer up what type of information that they're comfortable with sharing. And then in that depth of conversation, you can also be more sensitive to their experience. Oh, that sounds like it was really hard. What have you done since then to maybe do your own healing or, or process some of that grief that showed up for you? So that's question number five that I would like you to reflect on after the date. Is my date sensitive to my experience? Up next on the list, does my date get along well with most people? I hear all the time on social media that if my date is rude to the waiter, it's a red flag. And I totally understand that. And this actually fits in with this question. Does my date get along well with most people? Well, if you met on an app, then this person is a perfect stranger. And if you're showing up on the date with a perfect stranger, do they get along well with me upon first impression? But you can also tell a lot about a person when they're speaking to the waiter or speaking to the barista. Are they getting along well with somebody that, that they just met, that typical social mores brings a little bit of kindness and politeness as an expectation? And, and do they treat others with that kindness and, re and respect if those are your core values in a relationship? Does my date get along well with most people, the bartender, the server, the barista? Um, and then do they get along well with you? Are they being collaborative or are they being combative? That's question number six that I'd like you to reflect on after a date. Up next, does my date appear confident? Are they making eye contact? Are they engaged in the conversation? These are signs of confidence, but also um, are they stammering? Are they doing a lot of ums and buts and like? And, and how is their conversation flowing? Do, is their conversation coming from a secure place? We've all made mistakes in our past. We've all had, uh, we all carry baggage from our last relationships and we wanna bring that to the table of ownership. Can my date appear confident and with ownership of their mistakes in the past? I love to talk about my flaws now that I've identified them. I love to talk about things that I might be ashamed of, might carry a little shame around. And the more I do that with my guy friends outside of a date, the more confidently I can approach a date of like, you know, I actually have a safe place to talk about these things that I have shame about with my guy friends, with my counselor, so that when I show up on a date, I can be my most confident and authentic self. I really do appreciate recognizing that they appear confident, but I really like to approach it from a place of like, does my date appear authentic? Are they being real with me? Because the longer that you get into a relationship, the deeper you go into a relationship, the more of that stuff is going to come up, the more information you're going to find out about your partner. Question number seven was, does my date appear confident, authentic, and real? And this helps us understand as red flags show up, is this a deal breaker? Or is this something that I would need to get more curious about, be compassionate and hold grace for my partner? That's the question that we want to ask ourselves. Not every red flag is a deal breaker because if we don't understand where our partner is coming from in their life experiences, especially now that I date in my 40s, 
everything's going to be a deal breaker or every red flag could be a deal breaker. And then I, I would play into my avoidant attachment style and end up alone for the rest of my life and be perfectly fine with that because of all of these deal breakers that I perceive from the red flags or all of these red flags that I perceive are deal breakers. This is actually a sign of confidence as well. It's a, it's a sign of self-awareness and self-understanding and, and uh, self-appreciation and self-compassion. Yes, I'm working towards these, these places that I'm aiming to go, but I have self-compassion and self-acceptance along the way. This is a part of confidence. I accept who I am today yet still understand that I have places that I want to go that I'm aiming towards as far as goals go. Question number eight, does my date have a good sense of humor? This one I actually want to push back on a little bit. Having discourse and actually um, hearing other people's opinions is a good thing. So not everyone is funny per se. However, a sense of humor can show up as them laughing at your jokes. Did my, did my date find my sense of humor funny? That's a sign of collaboration. That's a sign of being a good listener. So it, this question, although being simple, kind of encapsulates a lot of what we're already talking about. Be, having a good sense of humor is, is appearing confident because they're able to take a joke. It takes a very confident person to kind of understand that a, not every joke is about them. So when somebody is not necessarily funny by nature, they can still have a good sense of humor. They can still find comedy shows that comedy works fun and exciting and funny, but yet they're not going to get up on stage and be that stand-up comedian. Do they receive your jokes? Do they receive your banter and your playfulness in a good-natured um, acceptance kind of a way? And that takes a lot of self-confidence in order to do that. I feel like it's time to move on to question number nine now. Let's round this out today. Does my date ask for my opinion? This can show up in a lot of different ways. This can show up in a collaborative experience of planning the first date. This can show up on the first date as, say, like you're ordering a drink or an appetizer, something that you want to share together. And do they value your opinion? Do they take your input in the menu selection or the appetizers? I went on a first date uh, about six months ago as somebody I'd known forever. I'd, I'd known this person forever, and it was finally our, our opportunity to go for a first date. And we sat down, and we were, we were about to order. And without asking my opinion or my input, just snap judgment, she ordered an appetizer. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> That's information for me to take away. That's information for me to process after the date was over and kind of reflect back on what came up in my body when my date didn't ask for my input, my opinion, or even just like ask, hey, would you like to share this? I really, I really like this place. I live close. I really like this appetizer. You know, that's one way to look at the initial first impression of a first date and ask. Does my date ask for my opinion? And then finally, let's round out this conversation today about 10 signs to understand if your date has a secure attachment style. Finally, does my date seem predominantly happy? What does that mean? Does that mean that they are just always positive all the time, et cetera? What does predominantly happy look like for you? You know, I'll reflect back on that recent coffee date that I was sharing earlier. 
And, you know, I was enjoying the conversation. It was interesting. It was entertaining. That's for sure. And she paused and she said, hey, you're smiling a lot. And I thought that was interesting. And, you know, this is me reflecting my predominantly happy life right now. And I just, yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? You know, I got a little playful and um, I knew there wasn't going to be a second date. So I didn't have anything to lose there. I'm like, yeah, kind of annoying, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I do have a lot to be grateful for in my life right now. And I share that. And again, is my date a good listener? We talked about that earlier. There wasn't a follow-up question of like, oh, what are you grateful for? What are you most grateful for right now? And I found that really interesting of like, hmm, I can understand that while enjoyable, while entertaining, while an interesting conversation, I understand that there will not be a second date and that's okay. These 10 questions are not necessarily uh, something we want to ask ourselves to weed out everybody. They're simply just a, a way to approach reflecting on a first date to understand if that person is the right fit for you. You know, I, I hear all the time on social media of like, stop worrying about if other people like you and start worrying about if you like them, which at its fundamental truth, absolutely, I buy into 100%. I want to show up on a first date authentic. And I want to show up myself and I want to show up with the confidence that it's going to take in a way that's like, do I enjoy this person? Do I enjoy spending time with this person? Do I want to get to know them better? And do I want to go out with them again? Do I want to see them again? Those are the four questions that really I want to look to. And these 10 questions that we talked about today, these 10 signs to find out if your date has a secure attachment is a great starter, a great place to start in determining do I want to see this person again? Thank you so very much for tuning into today's episode. Subscribe to the podcast now so that you don't miss out on some upcoming interviews that I'm really excited about. I'm, in, I'm inviting a real life dater to come on and share her experience from in 2022, where text messaging and social media and dating apps are a way that people connect and communicate nowadays. So I can't wait to invite her on. And then welcoming back Dr. Morgan Anderson to talk about repetition compulsion, which is something that, uh, enables us to repeat past patterns in our lives without quite understanding where that comes from. So I'm excited for a couple of interviews to come up on the podcast and another mini series on first dates. So stay tuned. This is Dave Glazer in Denver, Colorado, wishing you health and happiness wherever you're at in the world.